You're listening to Penguin Tracks on 89.5 KOPN Columbia. On the phone with me is author Goose Garland. Remind our listeners about yourself and how you got your start writing. Sure. Um, well, before I start talking about myself, I just wanted to uh, thank you, Jill, for having me on your show. You're welcome. And it's, it's wonderful being able to talk with you again, and, and thank you so much for supporting uh, our community. Well, I think when I talk about myself, uh, I think a great description would be to talk about what I'm passionate about, and there are two things, uh, veterans and faith. And my father, he was a U.S. Navy chief petty officer, and he served in the Korean and the Vietnam War. And so I was raised in a strong military family, and um, it was always very important to us to serve our country. Um, you know, we had family members that served in the Air Force, Navy, Army, and Marines. And uh, my passion with faith began because my father, a U.S. veteran, adopted me out of an orphanage in Japan in the early 1970s. And when you think about it, you know, what are the odds of that happening? Um, You know, one in a million. And that a U.S. Navy CPO would travel, like, clear across the world to adopt me. I mean, that wasn't chance. And um, that miracle happened because of God, and I always felt blessed. And uh, that became, you know, began my lifelong passion with having faith in God. Uh, so, well, my dad, he was from Iowa, and I grew up in a small town on a corn and soybean farm. And, you know, I'm basically an Iowa farm girl at heart. <laughs> And so Dad, he retired before he returned back to Iowa. And um, so we didn't move like most military families. We stayed in the same town. And I was very active in my church and growing up, and I spent weekends and Wednesdays uh, at church there. Uh, But how I got started uh, with writing is when I was young, um, I loved to write skits and poems, and I loved to draw. And when I got older, I went off to college and... I wanted to major in art, but my dad's, you know, coming from a working-class family, he said, no, I want you to get a degree that makes, you know, more money. And so there wasn't a lot of opportunities for for graphic artists like there is now, and so I tried out a few courses and majors, and I worked a little bit, and finally I came across uh, recreational therapy and graduated from the University of Missouri, and that was 18 years ago. Uh, when they still had the program, and I worked as a recreational therapist at Boone Hospital here in Columbia for about 10 years. And so being a recreational therapist still gave me a little bit of an outlet to be creative. And then I got married, and I had a child, and I started reading these children's books to my child, and it got to the point that I was reading at least um, 150 books a week to her, and, you know, when I look back <laughs> during those years, I think I enjoyed the children's books more than my child did <laughs> at that point. But I had read so many children's books um, that it sparked this desire in me to get back to drawing and writing. And so I approached my husband. I think it was about, uh, it was like 2000, 2009, 2010. And I said, I think I can live, make a living writing and drawing children's books. And he said, well, he's going to buy them. And I thought about it, and I said, yeah, you're right. And I just kind of forgot about it. I was working part-time then. 
And interestingly enough, that was when I first wrote the first draft of Moses Halitosis. And, and that was back in 2010. And I just kind of placed it on the back burner, so to speak. And, you know, at the time, I thought it was going to be my first book, but it was not. And then five years kind of passed. And that's when I came up with the idea of Mommy, How Do You Know I Like Tomo, which is a children's book about Columbia, Missouri. And because it was a local book, I knew I had an audience for it. So I approached my husband again and said, hey, I have this idea for this book. And then that's when he said, well, then do it. And, um, and that's when I started writing and drawing children's books. And that was at the start of 2016. Tell us about the book, Moses Halitosis. Well, the book is about a boy named Moses. And he has these unusual pets that live in his mouth. And Moses, he loves these pets. He spends time with them. Um, they draw together. They play. They take naps. And so he wants to be a very responsible, you know, pet owner in taking care of them. And so, um, you know, he wants to make sure that they're well-fed, and that's kind of an important thing, you know, when you have pets, to feed them. And so he decides that if he doesn't brush his teeth, that these pets will, you know, they'll get even more food that's, because of all this food that's left over in his mouth, you know, if he doesn't brush. And so he starts feeding them all the time. Well, uh, because he's not brushing his teeth, it starts causing him to have bad breath, and uh, the pets start to become overwhelmed, uh, you know, with living in this mouth that used to be this clean mouth, and all of a sudden it's inhabitable. And so the pets, they get his attention, and they explain to him, Um, You know, everything that we used to love to do, we can't do it anymore because you're not providing this clean home for us. And then something major happens. I'm not going to give it away. But something happens, and the pets revolt. And Moses has to, you know, finally deal with the fact that he needs to be more responsible and brush his teeth so his pets can have have a good home. And so the book is... You know, it's a unique it's a unique story because it explains to children in a humorous way um, how not brushing their teeth could affect you know others and then ultimately themselves. And I made the book really um, the book is to motivate kids to brush because you can teach kids all about how to brush their teeth, but if you can't get them to brush their teeth, you know sometimes. It can be a huge task for parents, and so I kind of I wanted to make a book that would motivate kids to brush. What is the best thing about writing children's books? Well, I think I get a chance to be creative. You know, I get a chance to draw. I really like to draw, and I have you know I get to be silly. I'm, I'm constantly feeding this inner child. I'm, I'm a big kid at heart, uh-huh. and I get to write. But I've met some really awesome people, and it's given me that opportunity to meet people that I hadn't met before. But I, I think the best part about writing children's books is that every day, you know, I'm doing something that I love to do, and um, that's uh, in itself. I mean, that's the greatest blessing of all. So I'd say that's the best, you know, thing about writing children's books. Where can people get your books? Well, here in town, you can find Moses Halitosis at uh, Plume Gift Shop south of town there's this amazing it's just this amazing shop if you haven't been there you, you need to stop by uh, kelly the owner she features many local products um you know right right from columbia and in missouri 
And you can also find Moses Halitosis at the Mizzou Bookstore on the university campus and um, Skylark Bookshop on 9th Street. Did, were you talking about both books or or just Moses? Both. And so locally you can get Mommy, How Do You Know Like Como, and it's also available at the you know, the Plume Gift Shop, the Mizzou Store, Skylark, uh, Skylark uh, Bookshops. But you can also get them at uh, Village Books, Columbia Books, and both the Clover's Natural Markets here in town. And online, uh, Moses Halitosis, you can find it on Amazon.com, um, BarnesandNoble.com, and any of your online stores will have it. Um, and for the Mommy, How Do You Know, like, come online, it's, it's just mostly available through Amazon.com. And you can find both books on our website at GooseGarland.com. What advice would you give someone who wanted to become a children's author but could not draw? You know, you you don't need to be an artist uh, to make a children's book. And, um, for example, I mean, I've seen a lot of uh, children's books that authors they put together by taking photographs. And um, there are a number of children's books that just have photographs of children's faces or activities that they're doing. So, you know, Taking pictures is a good option if you can't draw to make a children's book. Another piece of advice would be, you know, technology is so advanced these days that, um, you know, a person, they can use all types of filters um, with different photos that they take. I mean, I saw my friend, uh, I think she took a picture of a flower, and she used these filters on her iPhone, and, like, within a few swipes, she made this unique flower, you know, and so I think there's a lot of tools out there that can help people um, illustrate, even if they can't draw. And another idea is that sometimes you don't even need to illustrate to make a children's book. And a couple of good examples of that, there's this book called The Book With No Pictures, and it's by E.J. Uh, e. Novak, and it's basically a children's book that has no pictures, which is kind of cool. And um, there's this other book that's called Press Here, and I think it's Elve Chile, I believe. And um, it's basically a series of colored dots that this person just kind of put on a page. It's very simple, and it's also a children's, you know, example of a children's book that you don't need to be really a huge artist to do. But if you really want, I think if you really want to have an illustrator, uh, draw your children's book. I think there are many artists online that would be willing to work with you. I mean, either you could have them agree on a percentage of the book or a flat fee. I think the internet makes it really affordable to to find an illustrator. But I think really, finally, I think just a huge uh, key to getting an illustrator, I think, is just to build a great story and... Um, you know, if that artist reads your story, and I think if they're inspired by your story, I think there's a pretty high chance that you can, you know, get them to draw it. So so don't, you know, don't feel like um, if you can't draw that you can't make a children's book because there are a lot of options, you know, for you if you um, don't draw. What are you currently working on? Well, um, my next book is going to contain a panda a school, and a child named Francis. That's probably all I'm going to tell you right now because it's 
I've got this idea, and I don't want to let it out of the bag, so to speak. Okay. So I'm being a little top secret uh, with it. But I've been working on it. I've been, you know, working on the story and some of the concept art. I'm hoping to finish up the storyboard in about a month and start doing the final illustrations in a couple months. But, you know, hopefully it'll be ready to be edited in the summer. We'll see. But um, my hope is to have it done by uh, late fall of this year. Would you remind us of your official website and also social media? I have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, Tumblr. Um, social media is great because it's free. But I don't spend a lot of time on those uh, social media sites. And so I find that I actually spend more of my time on Pinterest and because I really... Yeah, I just really like Pinterest. It's one of those sites where people can come and they look and look at your boards and kind of figure out what inspires you, you know, and what you like. And so it's kind of like getting to know someone and then, you know, you follow them. It's sort of like uh, meeting a friend, and so I really like that. And so I I spend more of my time on Pinterest. Yeah, and so my website is goosegarland.com. I like to post some fun illustrations from time to time on it and just things that inspire me. So uh, those are the major social media things that, I, that I'm on. Is there anything else you'd like to add or say to your readers? Yeah, I just would like to thank a few people. Mary Cole, actually, she was my editor. She was with Mary Cole Editorial. And um, she was uh, just an amazing editor. She She actually worked for the... Andrea Brown Literary Agency, which is one of the oldest and top uh, children's book literary agencies in America. And so she had a lot of input on how I came up with the ideas for Moses Halitosis. And uh, Mara Mudd of Ms. Button Design, she's a great, I mean, she's just amazing artist and talent. And she helped me a lot with the art direction and just getting some of the ideas to read and also look professional. And something I didn't mention, Sarah Howard, she's uh, with the uh, Daniel Boone Regional Library. She's a youth and community service manager there, and she actually took a look at the book and helped me edit and just had some really great input because she just has a world of knowledge about books. And then I have a a couple of friends, Erica Alton. She helped me out with editing, and um, Kelly McEwen was kind of my muse. She's actually the person that gave me the idea of... um, having the cuts in his mouth. <laughs> um, that was kind of an idea that came from her. And then I just you know, just wanted to thank my husband because he makes this all possible to let me do something that I love to do. But um, last but not least, I just want to say, you know, thank you to God because, I mean, all of this couldn't be possible without him. And, and also thank you, Jill, for having me on the show. You're welcome. I mean, it's always refreshing to talk with you and, yeah, hopefully we can talk again on the next book by the end of this year, hopefully. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a, have a happy new year. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.